It's Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets. Mayo Media Net with your host, John Legaza, Big Johnny Stud Muffin, coming to you worldwide from Brooklyn, New York, as always. We are coming up out the chair, as always, to bring you this, the fastest show on MLB, absolutely anywhere. Thank you, Mr. Pat Mayo, making sure that we got this show to everybody twice a week for the fantasy crowd out there. Really kind of a wham-bam. Thank you, ma'am. But I think that's fine. Fantasy baseball takes so much work, so I'll do it so you don't have to. Hopefully you saw the last episode. Again, we're going to be doing twice a week. I want to say like Tuesday and Friday, but let's just say beginning of the week, end of the week. Mining the advanced statistical leaderboards on both sides of the ball. Hitters and pitchers. You know, to look for players that we can highlight. Again, I play a lot of high-stakes 15-team leagues. I know there's a lot of people that are 10-team leagues out there. And that's why Mr. Mayo is the man. Because we're bringing it all to everybody. Again, these shows are going to be a lot less kind of... Uh, well, as long as I'm around, there'll be plenty of fat. But it's less fat, right? More, more kind of meat and less fat, less BS, and more kind of right to the point. This, we're hoping... You tune into the two fantasy shows during the week and during for the one hour. You're going to be fully basically caught up. Right, fully caught up. The first time we're going to do some... It's news, like injuries, thing to look for as we mind the board and kind of look ahead. And then we're going to do what we do today. And I made some snazzy graphic for you. So, audio-only people, don't be afraid if you miss some of the names. Jump on over to Twitter, at John Legaza. I also share it with production. Then we're going to put it out there. You know, Patty is so cool about that, making sure that everyone gets all the info... I found this exercise in particular was, well, maybe the two of them together were very helpful. I mean, the names were really helpful because they were correct. But the reason the names were correct was because we were mining the leaderboard. So obviously someone was liking it because we're, you know, we're back, right? So I guess without any further ado, let's dive on into it. You can see it up here on your screen. Look how nice that looks, man. I'm getting a little better, better at the production side of this, I guess. You'll see up to the video people, besides a nice graphic, it's a baseball diamond, and I have three names at each infield position. Those are 10, 12, and 15 team ads, right, in order. Again, we like to make this nice and easy, and I know people play different formats, so again, I'm hoping that we bring in something for everybody. Outfield, three sets of three, they're labeled 10, 12, and 15 team. Now... The one thing I noticed is I can't cover format also, but we'll be doing that as we go around the diamond. That's what we'll be doing on this show. Though, you know, spoiler alert, most of the most of the advice for 15-team leagues is guys have a heartbeat. They, they have like a, you know, they, they have a pulse. So, let's go around the diamond. Oh, and then I'm sorry, pitchers. I forgot. How can I forget pitchers? They're so... I want to say, like, it's so similar. Man, hopefully people can see that. Live TV. Sometimes the show must go on. I'm having some production stuff going on, but, you know, I'm not too bright. That's what I think the answer is. Every time I seem to update my computer, things go crazy. There's probably a few out there that could, you know, relate to that. So the thing with pitchers is, and this is the truth, right? I, I play in high-stakes 12-team leagues. I don't play any 10, but I also play in high-stakes 15-team leagues. And I can almost assure you the waiver wires look exactly the same. And that's really something else because you can't say about any of the other positions, right? As a 15-team player, I love 12-team leagues. So I'm like, oh, let's look at all the talent available, which means what? You should be shooting for the moon in 12-team leagues. Like, don't, don't play for vanilla. 15-team vanilla will win you the championship. Very big difference. 10-team league, you're straight up shooting the moon. 
stashing the best players on the IL, you know. But pitching is so, what's a good word? Like, it's indiscernible. A 10-team wire, even from a 15-team wire, pitching is in such high demand, especially with the cold weather, colder, April weather, whatever. Offense is kind of ticking up. You know, we're seeing, I don't want to say offense is not exploding. It's definitely outpacing last year. And that depressed offense environment was also cold. We've also had a year of teams starting to kind of adjust how they attack. This, I don't know if you're going to have to follow me on Twitter to see that. I was mentioning the Giants because, of course, everybody their mother is trying to blame the ball for everything. Granted, the ball is part of it. But I've had a literal quantum physicist look on my show. So this is not me. I'm smart. He's smart. And I was smart enough to talk to him. And he just talked about the natural variance in a single batch of balls and how we need gigantic samples to figure these things out. And if teams are really sharp, they can even figure out what balls would be good for what if you had the proper tools in real time. So do with that info what you like, but none of it has to do with like magic conspiracies, okay? That's usually not it. Really good piece of advice I gave on another show today. If you hear hoofbeats, just think it's a horse and not a zebra because you've seen a million horses and you've only seen three zebrae. All right, enough of that nonsense. Let's just get around the horn i'm going to try and balance some of this again it's not like there's so much stats here i guess you know the guys at the top yeah are hitting but i want to be chasing talent that happens to be maybe at the top of a sine wave more than giving off the idea player is hitting go add him that's not the best way to do baseball because again i like to think of these things in terms of sine waves you could have a player coming off a productive week depending on the trend indication that could be a sign to get out and this is a problem with when very smart people try and dispel the idea of a player being hot. They're defining it differently than I am. They're saying, oh, well, being a failure to battle yesterday, there's no indication of about tomorrow. I'm saying hot works in 10-day, 14-day, 21-day waves, depending on the player, each wave would be different. Better players have flatter waves, they're more consistent, and they're longer. Worse players have spikes, right? They're more dynamic. Again, I feel like I feel like there's common sense in it. Somehow it's being it's being pushed up against. All right, enough of that. Hopefully you're enjoying, you know, what we do here. Nuance and context just pouring out your DD nose when you hang with the big dude, Johnny L. Stud Muffin, and Patty Mayo, my favorite condiment. He is just a band. Pat Mayo is just as good a guy off air as on air. He's just just a band. He really is cool. And I, I hope I think at least I've tried to gravitate my content creation towards him and be a little more normal <laughs> right. good way when you're not normal to get people to like you is to act normal so but i assure you it's just an act and if you meet me in real life <laughs> you're going to really enjoy that beer going to be one of the best 15 minutes that you have okay let's get around the court let's stop behind a dish right so it's i think with time we'll have to figure out the best way to present it but we'll go position by position and then i'll kind of figure it out from there behind the dish of course you're looking for blood you know pumping 10-team Logan Ohapi stepping in from Max Stasi. He's out. And Ohapi just was hitting. Again, I know, I'm like, don't quote this stuff, but it is what it is. You know, we only have 18 at-bats. He does have two homers, two ding-dongs, and a double on the ledger. Eight ribbies, four Ks, 667 slug so far for Ohapi. So you're just going to add him because, again, in 10-team leagues, I'd be rotating catchers. Unless I paid up for one, which I don't know if I would do, unless you told me it was Will Smith, who I think is kind of determinative, and you'll hear that repeating through. Well, hopefully not just names I'm going to give you. How to win these leagues. Remember, don't... One, one thing about me is very funny. In my home league, and my boys will tell you I'm an ultimate pain in the arse, right? And if you go check the history, right, people bring up the historical standings sometimes. And yeah, my name is at the bottom. Uh, or I also have the most championships. 
Because I go up to down. Just don't, just don't finish fifth. The worst thing you can do is like be good, kind of, all the time. Keeping and keepers and staying in the middle and never quite winning. Because there's teams like me that are selling out everything that's not nailed down to get all the best picks. To just sell out the year. To move forward and try and win the whole darn thing. And then do it, you know, and then keep rotating. So, again, a winner's mentality here. Logan O'Hoppy, if he's going to swing the stick, play every day with Stasi out. You move him up to 10 team leagues. Travis don't know, 12 team leagues. This is funny. Again, I already taken an L on him. I know it's early for losses, but who would have thought this guy would be leading catchers in plate appearances? I that was the whole argument against him. They brought in Murphy. Who would have thought baseball, man? Baseball really is wild. Obviously, Braves know what they got with Darno, and he's good. You know, I honestly, I'm not going to be, I don't know what's going on, but he's seeing more time and playing DH, I believe. Also, if I do a decent job of stalling, then I, I could kind of, I think I have some good balance. Yeah, I've got Dorno. He's actually DH'd every other day. DH, caught, DH, caught, DH, caught, DH. So he's DH, oh, I actually worked lefty righty split. Sorry, but I do have that also. So Travis Dorno is DHing against lefty. So you just move him up. 15-team leagues, you're in a lot of trouble if you need a catcher. Even the guys I'd like to recommend are already gone because I'm telling you, you play in 15-team leagues, they're generally two catchers, which is just so difficult. God, I hate it because I can't get myself to draft these guys. And I end up stinking and I end up getting beat up pretty bad at the catcher position. And then I realize the few times I do draft decent catchers, those teams are good because I'm generally good at fantasy. But you don't realize trying to totally punt catchers with two catcher leagues, remember, particularly, you fall so far behind the plate appearances. And if the quality plate appearances, you're just doomed. You really do. So, back to trying to win these leagues. If you're a 15-team league, just keep churning. Right now, I have Sebi Savala for the White Sox. He played. I mean, there's really not much. Guys like Blake Sable, who I have on top of my teams, because, again, I draft nobody catchers. And all my nobodies are already hurt. You just couldn't start worse than I did. I had a ton of Joey Bart. Lost, he's hurt. I had a ton of Omar Nevis. He was hitting and playing every day. That's the kind of catcher that I like to get late, 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 late. But, 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 big shaking butt. He's hurt out for two months. I'm ruined. My drafted whole leagues are ruined. And then the third one was Reese McGuire. I thought he'd be playing every day, playing for Boston. Didn't realize he would get exposed, if you see what he did there. With stolen bases, uh, he's allowed the most in the majors. And somebody sharper than me that's a Red Sox fan, i got to give you credit, I forget who it was, might have been Simulski, was talking about the splits. Like, the games that he's in, there's been, you know, 12 of the 14, the other three games only been two bases stolen, none against Wong, I think it is. So you got to just chirp. Get rid of guys that stink. Reese McGuire might play a few more games. He's going to be done soon. So I'm looking at Zavala. I mean, in 15-team leagues, a lot of times... You know, Bethancourt's taken, and even Langoliers and like that's taken. I'm sitting on, again, if you're really desperate, give me an idea that I do play these leagues. Yanyer Diaz for the Astros. Only problem is, I'm going to check right now. Oh, he does. He has one game caught. He hasn't played in a few days, five days, which is rough. You know, Martin Maldonado kind of catches, kind of catches every day. He hasn't. It's been Cesar Salazar caught the other game. We were hoping back to Yanir Diaz. And again, now I don't even know if there's a winner, but I get there. He's kind of a, a bat. And we're hoping if we get him enough appearances to get the eligibility, that he'll be worthwhile. All right, let's move it over to first base. So, I thought it was good, right? We're going to get like a little bit of everything. A couple of the names, maybe why we like it, a little bit of strategy. Not too many stats on this one, uh, on this show. Because again, I don't really think Looking backwards is the answer, necessarily. All right, first base. Here we go. 
Joey Gallo has to be added in all formats. Of course, 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 of course. What do I mean? You know, for the thousand leagues that I draft in every single format, I even play in a really high stakes, tremendous money home run tournament. I have no Gallo anywhere because I just think he stinks. And of course, he is off to a ridiculous start. Joey Gallo off to a ridiculous start in 17 at bats. He already has three home runs, seven ribbies. Of course, a seven strikeouts mixed in there. Him batting 235 feels like it's a bit over his shoes. But he's just doing it, right? If the ball is has some life and he's got the pull power going with the lift, you get Joey Gallo in every single format. Next up, Yandy Diaz for Tampa. This is a guy that I was on, feeling really good. Right now, he's the you know, 1B3 in point leagues. I'm referring back and forth right now with point leagues and Roto. Believe it or not, I actually think point leagues tell a better tale of early production, right? Everything kind of being weighed together. The Roto, Yanny Diaz already has two home runs. The man that can't lift. Four walks. Three hits and a double in there. Batting 333, slugging 722. Yanny Diaz, if he out there, is 12-team viable. He's gone in 15-team leagues. But you may be able to find Jesus Aguilar. And the reason we're laughing is because when you are adding players on the A's, you're in really bad shape. But I also have a lot of teams. You know, I'm hoping to do really well in these draft and hold tournaments. You know, I work really hard. It's my it's my third time playing them at NFBC. But the first time was just a shock. I jumped in at the list, but I had no idea what I was doing. So this is my second full go-around with, with off-season prep. And I really hope that I made some noise, made lots of good picks, lots of strong players. And I'll hopefully I can pass that on to you. So I have a ton of Hazus Aguilar. If I'm familiar, these leagues I'm talking about are 50 rounds, 15 teams. So we're talking about 750 players. I, I love it as an analyst. I think every analyst should because it makes you very familiar with the back of the player pool. And then the first time around, yeah, you get familiar with it and how little you know about it. Then hopefully the second time around, you think you improved, and but you don't. That was last time. And hopefully this time, you actually take steps forward. And I already have guys that are playing really impressive. I'm very impressed with myself because, again, I did so poorly to start. But I have a ton of Jesus Aguilar, a ton of Jace Peterson, Guys who are everyday regulars for the A's who are wholly discarded. And they're playing on my bad teams and I'm not really starting yet. But I have these guys and I think that's how you find it. So, right now, Jesus Aguilar is your 15-team ad. And let's just say one more thing of this being the first episode. The best way to grade this work, I think, we noticed this last year. You know, holla to all my people followers over, rate, review, and subscribe. We really do appreciate you. You know, get up in the comments. Let Patty know a good job we're doing. I lost my place, but who cares, right? Yeah, um, what was I saying? Aguilar and Peterson getting regulars on even bad teams that will play the way to grade the work is if the names move up the list. Sorry, I got derailed. You know, I'm doing so much juggling. If a name is on the bottom list here or the infield by a 15-team ad and you see him go from 12 to 10, I count those as objective wins. Because it's somebody we sniffed out at the beginning that made it up to the top. We had a bunch of them last year, and I think we're going to do it again. So just to let you know. Let's move over to second base before we take a quick break. My dude, absolutely at the top, man. My player shares, if we were looking at him as from his, uh, terms of a stock chart, right? So he's not my overall leader because I got on him late, but you saw a tremendous spike would be Brendan Donovan for the St. Louis Cardinals. He brought in uh, really kind of an unimpressive profile. That's why I was not in the beginning very contact-heavy. 
great discipline, elite approach, no joke, elite approach. So came out as walk stuff. Everything, chase rates, contact through the roof, just the best it could be. Which is why I was a little worried when the Cardinals said they were going to try and get him into what they do, which is pull elevated fly balls, right? Pull fly balls on drives. And you worry about it's going to sacrifice. Well, talking about really good hitters, maybe there's something to think of in the future. When we hear really good hitters are going to make improvements, you know, maybe we should just be more willing to believe it because they're very good at what they do. So Donovan seems like he's made those improvements. I have him pushed all the way up to the top. I, I may be alone on this one where I consider him kind of a 10-team guy. I think the breakout is like happening right in front of our eyes. As if like it's or like it's already happened. I think he's gonna be one of the one of the true lead winners this year, batting 273, slugging 545. He already has two ding-dongs. That's Brendan Donovan let off a couple times. It's a little crowded in St. Louis, but you know, injuries just kind of happen. I think he may find his way to be the leadoff guy. Newtbar still hurt, by the way. So all about Brendan Donovan. Next up, a guy who's huge on tons of player shares throughout. Um, I even found myself kind of buying, not with helium because he didn't really get it. It was a little bit late by the time the price started to really rise. Is Tyro Estrada for the Giants. Again, I'm patting myself in the back. And if you follow along my rankings or any of the betting stuff I do, I would appreciate that. But I think we're going to, you know, come out on top of this one for doing the work. I mean, I shouldn't really shouldn't be ashamed of that. Like, worried about who we piss off saying that. Like, we work hard. We were willing to work. And what I'm getting at is, as we saw the change in the power game in baseball, I think we've seen a separation between kind of how big, muscular, you know, I'm saying hulking power, right? Trout and Jordan Alvarez and Aaron Judge. Yes, we know those guys hit balls off the moon. Like, surprise. They're... We noticed as power was going down and down and down, smaller players, guys you wouldn't expect it from, were hitting, you know, not 30, but still hitting 17, 15, 17 home runs. Why, why is he hitting 17 next to somebody you would expect would be a 30 homer guy, 28 homer guy, let's say whatever. And it not translating. And again, the answer is pull power. Finding those guys with contact that lit their pull balls. They pull their balls, all right. You know, let them in the air when they pull them. This is how it's getting done. We get canceled soon. <laughs> So Tyra Estrada has the pull power for the Giants, and he's stealing bases, so Roto, he's awesome. He already looks like a hit, right? If these guys stay healthy, he already looks like a hit. So the next up is just Tyler, Taylor, Taylor, sorry, Taylor Walls, second base, Rays. There's really not too much there. He hasn't produced, but he's playing all the time, and he's really, he's like, he has crazy eligibility. I think he has second, third, and short in NFBC. That's correct. I was actually batting. 313, but he hasn't done anything else. He scored five runs, but no Roto Juice. And when you hear me refer to Roto Juice is homers and steals. So that's half the infield. Let's just take a quick break really quick, and then we'll wrap around the infield, wrap up the outfield, wrap up this thing of ours, and hopefully leave everybody in a pretty good position, you know, feeling good about upgrading their teams. Again, we want to churn. We want to add. Don't be, like, hung into draft picks right now. That To me, that's a losing strategy also. High draft capital that you put your research into, yes, different story. Guys that are hurt, also different story. Get rid of them. But don't get wed into, like, sleeper picks. For me, it's Jared Kelvin. Already benching him, and soon I'm going to drop him. I went from loving him to getting ready to hate him soon, right? We're going to drop him, but don't force these guys into the lineup. We're going to do the churn thing. Let's wrap this thing up strong, as always, with shortstop Jorge Mateo lighting the world on fire as far as Roto. Got to play him in every single format. 
I think the thing we should be aware of is the floor on a player like this. He's shown us how bad he can be at times, but let's not be stubborn. If there's people who think he's going to stink forever, right now you do roll that was hot. It's it's sign wave, and just in case there's a, a breakout happening, do not be weak to this one. I've seen people kind of roll their eyes. That's a good place to get in first. Remember, you could always drop him. Two home runs, four steals already, batting 312. Mateo, not at all what you'd expect, but... Listen, baseball is a funny game. This could last a half. Or it could last another week. It could last another half. We don't know that. But we should be tracking it. And in 10-team leagues in particular, you play for the guy that could break the slate. you got to win. you got to win. Every team is stacked. And some teams are wed to those high picks that are not producing, making less demand on the wire. So remember, looking for guys that can really move the needle. Mateo, that kind of player. And the second he starts to go into tank, you bench him. And in one more week, you let him go. You do not marry these players emotionally. Next up, Bryce Terang. Shortstop from Milwaukee. You know, interesting. Again, I'm not a prospect guy. Never claim to be a prospect guy. I generally don't know anything about these guys. Briefly put, I like other people to overpay, overspend at the draft table, get frustrated because Major League Baseball is hard, and then once they're disappointed, I'll swoop them. You know, add these guys. But right now, Tarang looks really good. He also stayed really cheap. Now he's starting to move because he already has a homer, which was a grand slam and two steals, also batting 312. So Ed Tarang, he's playing every day for the time being. Arias can be out for a minute for the Brewers. And they're, they, they're not very good. They're okay. You could play his way into an everyday role easily. Get with Tarang. Could be part of the new wave of Brew Crew. Then last is Kevin Newman. This one's easy. He's not very good, but he's going to play every day. He has second and short stop eligibility and he plays for the reds which of course we know matters because you may even want to start him the weeks he's playing at home you know he's played four of six games he even dh'd against a lefty give you an idea of how bad the reds are but also that all kidding aside when you get a dh uh check mark you go forward with that third base this one's pretty easy third base which we thought was kind of yucky we're seeing guys that are getting opportunities that are making the most of them. Hard to discern these. I'm not sure how I feel. I didn't really know who goes where. Now that I'm looking at it, maybe I should have had the middle one up top. But let's do it the way I wrote it. Brian Anderson, third base Milwaukee. Josh Young, third base Texas. J.D. Davis, third base San Francisco. All very similar guys that were kind of flawed, but have some pop. Are playing every day. Front half of the lineup and are looking really good. So, again, you just strike while the iron is hot. While you're still looking, remember, once we add, the key to fantasy baseball, I think, is even after a successful ad, you continue to add. It's when you take your eye off improving that you get yourself in trouble. And I put should have put Young first, because I think he's the most potential. Right? We Anderson has been around a while. J.D. Davis also around a while, though. Davis, sky's the limit. He has never really gotten the full opportunity. Maybe he should. So... I, I mean, like I said, out of order, I think, out of order, I'm yodeling on you. Out of order, I think I have him. But I probably should have had Young first. Just to be transparent, he's the guy I have rostered. And if we're going by that, then it's J.D. Davis and then Brian Anderson. I think I just saw Brian Anderson hit two home runs off Max Scherzer, and it probably, like, stuck in my head being something good. All right, let's dive into the outfield 10 teams to start. That player that I mentioned before, the guys could really move the needle and change the whole thing for you, Jose Siri, who unfortunately I have no shares of, and I seriously regret it. My top regretted player so far this year doing all of it. And he had the potential, he's got major speed, and he has pop. They're playing every day. He has very good defense, something Tampa Bay prioritizes. 
I think there's a floor, but I'm afraid we're not going to see it as a non-drafter. So Jose Siri pushed to the front of the line. I'd be looking to acquire him via trade right now. The other players that I think could move the needle, prioritize for equitable formats, James Outman for the Dodgers, right? They just have the magic. Right now, I think, let's check out the playing time for Outman on the Dodgers. Big time prospect. I have a ton of shares of him in those drafted old leagues. Because I thought I identified a lot of young outfielders that could pop up and do some damage, Outman being one of them, Alex Call will mention it a little bit also, who's now playing for the Washington Nats, who stink. Outman's played six of seven games, has not bat in front of six. So that's a, you know, a bit of a hang-up. But again, I wouldn't be surprised if you see his name at the top of you know, these lists outright. I know he's, he's starting to break out of, listen, 15-team, my 15-team crowd, ignore this, this stuff. I know I have people that roll their eyes. James Altman. We have drafted James Altman. Yes, we know you drafted James Altman. You were drafting on Thanksgiving, okay? While regular people were eating food and having familial relationships. Then somebody who I really like that I'm finding people are getting off of thinking it's like a, a fluke or something is Adam Duvall. I think Adam Duvall is awesome. I think his pull power profile fits perfectly. Alliteration aside. Into Fenway Park. I think he's going to be tremendous. He's one of those guys I mentioned at a high stakes home run tournament. I have a ton of Duval in that. Like I put a lot of money on Adam Duval to hit a lot of home runs. He, this is not like I jumped on my bandwagon. and I was front on that. I was wearing the conductor cap. So I think Duval is gonna be really, really good. 12 team leagues, but you're gonna these are all gonna be the same arguments, but you're gonna take it down. So it'll probably go a little bit faster. 12 team, it's Garrett Mitchell for Milwaukee. A little bit of power speed combo. He could find himself in the 10 team relevant sooner than later. Then Miles Straw, who again, we know he has very very flawed. But with the spike in steals, I think you need one of the guys that could take you to the edge. Because, again, we're hearing about a ton of steals. It's not evenly proportioned, right, being dispersed. It's a few players going absolutely bananas. Guys that I, I mentioned this. This is going to be another win that I have looking backwards was saying that it would be about, I mean, it's formulaic and mathematical. I don't know. Whatever. There's going to be certain players that, that defeat the formula. Pop punch, plus time to home, plus throw, plus, you know, lead. They, these things can go fissure. So when you have a player that defeats that, they're going to send them all the time. Miles Straw's going to be one of them. I think he has five steals. He also batting 300. Regardless of the batting average, might be a bit above his head. I always thought he was a good hitter. I picked up a ton of guff for defending him. I was a season too early. You need him for 12 team leagues, you know, just for steals. And again, if he really starts going to tank, get rid of him. But Cleveland, that's the kind of game they play. He's part of that circular law line of batting nine. So I think Miles Straw is okay. You need power, though, right? Make sure that you're power heavy at that point, just to be fair. Speaking of power, Trevor Larnock. Again, I just walked into a couple of these shares because I knew the name. You know, he's got some pedigree. And again, you know, it's a good way to find those late players, or at least to find out who teams will give a shot to over and over again. Right? Front office is trying to validate those moves they made. So Larnock was a cleaning up for Minnesota. They continually getting hurt so as long as he's going you rock with him 15 teams do it quick matt veeling for detroit i, I thought he was gonna be a platoon guy so i drafted him on a lot of those late games now i don't think maybe we need to start him i'm not sure power speed guy that stuff goes a long way like i i I'm... power and speed means a lot to a roto player yeah thanks johnny <laughs> really just revolutionizing you know the uh analysis here but it's it's the truth when you're getting guys that can kind of do either of them or do them both at the same game, you know, Veeling has done them both, right? He has a homer and a steal, 333. 
average. He actually has 24 APs already, so worked his way up into viability, Matt Buehling. Plus, they've yet to have eight injuries like Metal, so those guys. To Pittsburgh, we go G1 Bay, who is like Miles Straw Light also, but you'll get some second base eligibility very soon as well. A uh, guy who can steal multiple bases in a game. Maybe that's the thing that I meant to, how I meant to oversimplify it, because I know I'm oversimplifying, but the way I meant to oversimplify it is he's the kind of guy that could just, if he gets on three or four times in the right scenario with that formula, he'll steal three or four bases. And like, that's huge. So Bay's really good. Then Alex Cole, who. 15 team, I think you're still benching him, but I think he's going to be getting tons of plate appearances. The average is coming along. He's been a bit of a power speed threat. And if you want to go one better, you maybe pair him with Stone Garrett. That's what I did in those drafted hold leagues. Again, see, like I was all over this stuff. I had a lot of Connor Capel as well, guys already playing and producing. Capel's another one that could end up on this list. So there we go. That's our offense. I think you're ready. Let's do the pitching really quick. It's really, really tough. I'm sorry. This is just so tough. I like to think I would start these guys. I'd also like to think there's probably 15 teamers out there that are saying, what am I supposed to do? And at this point, I'm saying, shame on you, and I'm sorry. I I kind of knew better. I'm going to I I'm gonna IKB you right now, anybody out there. I drafted extra pitching because I knew that it was scarce because we did this last year. We've seen this movie before. So the guys I have listed here, 10, 12 teams are probably out there. I checked my own waiver wires. 15 team leagues, it is it is a barren wasteland. If you're stuck, you're stuck. You might be better off going for relievers at this point. Okay, let's do it. Mitch Keller for the Pirates. Clark Schmidt for the Yankees. Graham Ashcraft for the Reds. Josiah Gray for Washington. And Andre Jameson for Arizona, though. He's listed SP. He's in the middle because he got a save, but he might get a role as a star. I don't know where to put him. But again, right now, impact and... and appearance is like just get it just get innings pitched that are good so mitch keller looks pretty good you know we've done this again before we've stepped in this rake but if he's out there and you're desperate you go with mitch keller i tend to like clark schmidt i know people there's a lot more people out there that seem to enjoy him doing poorly than not i thought i liked what i saw i'm not giving up on him yet the yankees are always going to provide a pathway to some possible w's my boy josiah gray <laughs> of course of course that's baseball moment everybody you know, where no one started him. I have him all over the place. I love Josiah Gray. I've been bucking. I've been finding myself defending him like endlessly about and his fastball. That's just gotten crushed, but I like the shape. And I don't know. It goes on and on. Into the weeds we go. But of course, he had the game of his life in Colorado. Everybody bet the over. That game is one nothing. I love it. I love it. I love it. I didn't bet him. I love it. I just love it. I love it, man. That's baseball, baby. So, Josiah Gray, remember, this could be wheels up. You're, this could be a guy in a 12-team league that if your league mates are sick of him, you might get, like, legit ace-type stuff. Remember, he was part of that Max Scherzer Trey Turner deal, right? That's, that's a big deal. He's a highly touted Dodger prospect. Though I worry when the Dodgers don't want somebody. It's true, but still. Let's wrap it up with the relievers before we get out of here, right at the 30-minute mark. Appreciate all of you. Rate, review, and subscribe to Mayo Media Net. Man, how cool was Patty? Pierce Johnson for the Rockies. I know people, you know, I don't know. I guess whatever. I guess it's okay to be different. I'm, I'm different. I can't help it. I'm different. But I guess whatever. A year and people said, I'm not going to chase saves in Colorado. Yes, I get like it stinks to pitch there. Saves are so hard. Didn't Daniel Bard just go out and save like a million games last year? So what does it tell you? They give, they give the ball to somebody consistently, which I think is almost as much as you could ask for. So no, the Rockies are not good, but I think that means they'll be in a lot of close games. Pierce Johnson already has two saves, and he's got some good stuff. So I like Pierce Johnson. I know people don't. 
the name he should be behind. <laughs> I kind of messed this one up. Is Evan Phillips for the Dodgers. Bruce Dahl, Granderall. His back is banged up. Right now, Phillips is electric. He has two saves for the Dodgers. Excuse me, everybody. I'm very sorry. He should be at the very, very top. His name should be at the very, very top, including starters, because the pathway to Dodger closer is legit RP1, like the RP1. Luckily, I could say, again, I have a few shares of him in draft and hold leagues because of that. I didn't know where it was going to go. Could have been Gratterall. It could be Hudson still. He had a setback. Again, I don't like to draft guys that are injured now. I don't know who's injured. Could have been Vessia. Could have been Bickford. Could have been anybody. I thought Phillips had the best stuff. I also thought with the chance to become the Dodgers closer, who they like to use a single guy, again, roll over skill. He also has skill. You could have a pathway to the RP1. That's why I ended up on Phillips to be fully transparent and jump on that first. Then last for my 15 teamers, it's Quijada on the Angels, who, you know, he got he saves from them last year. They brought in Estevez. He hasn't been good. I tend to like Matt Moore, but if he doesn't get the ball, I'm not going to force it. And sometimes you do just chase roll. I wouldn't overpay for Quijada, but if he was like a dollar ad for you or something like that, you throw two or three dollars on him, he's been okay, and they've shown to give it to him. A team like the Angels, you have to watch tonight's game, Saturday and Sunday. And you chase those saves. And I know it's a fool's errand, but if you're desperate, desperate times call for desperate measures. And sometimes desperation is a stinky cologne. Yeah! That will do it for the big waiver show. Core stats, mail media net, baby. Week one waiver with your host, big dude, the stud muffin from NYC. All right, hope everyone dug that, and this is applicable, right? Let's just get out of here before I turn this into one of those rambling episodes. So hopefully, half hour in the beginning of the week, half hour in the end of the week, we're going to get prepped up, highlight some players on both sides, try and be first to those early week ads, and then circle back 10, 12, and 15 ads here every single week at Mayo Media Net. Rate, review, and subscribe to the audio-only pod. Five-star reviews are the compliment, the tutti compliment that you could give to me. So thank you so much, everybody. We'll check you out. The beginning of next week should be Tuesday with the advanced statistical leaderboard. Get up in the comments and let me know if there's stats you want to see. Like, I don't, that's what we're here for. We're here for you. I'm not stubborn. I often find a lot of times the best improvements I make are because of very smart men and women out there. So, from production, from Mr. Mayo and the big man, enjoy the games. Enjoy your day. And when we're done with the book, enjoy that day, everybody. Remember, when you work this hard, it feels a lot less like luck, yo. Peace. We'll see you soon, man. Appreciate you. Enjoy the weekend.